makeup. How about you put on a little makeup? Hey, this is Anthony Rizzo. This is my take, my show. Our brand is Beat My Meat. How you doing today? I'm actually recording this on Sunday night for Monday. I will be posting it Monday morning, probably around 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. How are you doing today? How was your weekend? Weekend for me was pretty good. I uh, found out on Friday, Monday morning, I actually have a procedure to go do. So uh, I have to go to the hospital at 5 o'clock in the morning. They are going to insert a steroid into my hip, my hip muscle, because I have hip problems. They do this governing it by x-ray. So they x-ray the hip while they're sticking the needle in. And then they x-ray it again, I guess, to make sure they got in the right spot. And then they're going to be scoping the hip because uh, I have a tear in the labrum of my hip. Uh, your labrum is basically the gasket in your leg where the ball and socket fit. Well, it's basically like the gasket, so it cushions it. I have a tear in the labrum. I believe that's, that's about as accurately as I can put it. I also have an impingement going on in my hip bone where... The hip bone doesn't fit in the socket so well. It's kind of like the, the hip is a lot like the shoulder. It fits into a socket, the bone. Well, mine doesn't fit into the socket. So what happens is, is that it doesn't fit in it correctly. So it causes a lot of pain and uh, it really sucks. But I got to be there at 5 a.m. So I'm going to be posting this early Monday morning. So I'm actually staying up tonight. I'm recording this. I got my coffee. Got to have my coffee. Hey. And uh, that system of down chop suey, gotta love them. Let's see, today's gonna be uh, an interesting day. I was supposed to have soldier surgery on the 28th, I told you in another episode. That got pushed back. Now that's gonna be in December because my wife has to have brain surgery on the 30, on the 30th of November. So uh, her surgery is priority over mine. Please keep us in your prayers. You know, she's going through a rough time. She's gonna have brain surgery, it's very serious. This is the third brain surgery she's gonna have this year. Everybody has our prayers. We're praying for her. And, uh, you know, I really hope I really hope that everything goes all right because, uh, you know, I love my wife. It's terrible. I couldn't imagine going through it myself. But uh, we're going to have music at the 15 marker, pranks at the 30, music again at the 45, and then we're going to end it off with Corey. So we'll go with a full 60 minutes, a couple of talking points. We're going to talk some news today. We're going to uh, talk a little bit of politics. I'm going to save that for after. So far, you know, I got surgery. I'm going to go through 10 of my hobbies that I like to do. I went through a questionnaire that I had to answer. I'm going to talk about the podcast and our brand. Our brand is Beat My Meat. Um, we're also on Facebook, iTunes. We are on Spotify, which you already know, obviously. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Um, I'm also on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. So uh, I hope you enjoy the hour. Here we go. Okay, so... Uh, this morning, I, last night I was looking up, and I was looking up around podcasts, and, you know, I'm looking up to see how well they do. Apparently, only 5 to 10% of podcasts actually have success. I didn't know that. Most podcasts actually fail by the third episode, and here I am up to my 11th episode. This is our 11th episode, by the way, so I'm really enjoying doing this. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to do it till they tell me to stop. So, uh, 10 hobbies of mine. Uh, what is my target audience? For podcasting my main audience is probably gen x gen z um that's that's around you know 
because I would say anybody over 18 is old enough to listen, but, you know, I'm almost 40, so about up to 50. But, I mean, if you're older and you enjoy it and you enjoy the rock, you enjoy the tunes, hey, more power for you. You know, I love you listening. Thank you. I appreciate it. My hobbies away from podcasting. I honestly, I love playing the guitar. I love playing the guitar. I've been playing since uh, middle school. And I just love it. I, I mean, I've always loved it. I play the electric. I play the acoustic. I have about seven or eight guitars. I also have a mixing board. I got multiple amps. I got multiple pedals. I have some really nice guitars. I have a Gibson Les Paul Studio. Very clean in the original the original case. Oh, it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. I have an Ibanez. I have Jackson. I have another Ibanez. I have a BC Rich Warlock. Those big ones with the custom headpiece beautiful beautiful guitar i've actually played with it in concert i love guitars i love playing guitar i also another hobby of mine honestly right now is podcasts uh, that's all i do now uh, i research podcasts i record i practice i play around you know i just i try to get it right thank you thank you thank you i really appreciate that but uh, I really am just trying to get this right, and I'm really trying to really trying to entertain people. I try to think of different ways to entertain people. You know, try to keep up with the energy. But uh, honestly, I really love doing podcasts. It's it's becoming a passion of mine, and I really love to do it. So uh, let's see, number three, tell a story. A story. Let's see. I got some stories for you. Since we're talking about guitars, this is how I actually got into playing the guitar. I was in middle school, junior high school. They had me in home ec, and I fucking, I fucking hated it. I knew a pretty good. I've always been a pretty good cook, and uh, home ec is mostly baking. It's not really cooking, and I, I don't really like to bake. It's just not my thing, you know. I, I guess, listen, I grew up from a single dad. We didn't really bake, okay? We, we just didn't, you know. My dad was more of a, hey, let's grill some steaks. Let's make some ribs, you know, that kind of guy. But, uh, you know, we ate plenty of fish, too, but... um. Yeah, we just didn't bake. So baking was like foreign to me. I mean, I did a little bit of it, but I just, I don't like to bake. I still don't like to bake to this day. I just don't. So they took me out of the class and they sat me down. They said, look, what do you want to do? Do you want to take a language? They offered me Spanish. They offered me French. And uh, I said, no, 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 no. I don't want any of that stuff. So they said, look, you have to choose something. You have to take some kind of other class. So I said, okay. And I said, well, how about guitar? He says, you want to learn how to play guitar? I said, I'll take the class. I don't know if I'll learn how to play, but I'll take the class. So he says, all right. So I go to the class. Listen, before we go into the next part of the story, I've always liked music. I've always been big into music, a lot of rock, a lot of, you know, I listen to a little bit of old school rap. When I say old school, I'm talking like old school Tupac, you know, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, you know, all that stuff. And uh, I, mean, I listen to a lot of rock, too. I listened to, you know, one of my favorite bands was Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, all the classic rock, lots of other bands, Pink Floyd. I liked all that stuff. But um, basically, you know, I just went in, though, just, you know, I didn't think I was going to really play guitar. I was just like, yeah, I kind of just did it to really fuck around with, and maybe I'd hope to see some skirt. But uh, basically, so I went in there. I just, at first, it was just a joke to me. I didn't really play. I was just kind of fiddling around. And then um, each week on Friday, they would rehearse. So they would rehearse these concerts. So they would get together as a band. Now, when I say band, I'm not talking about trumpets and, you know, the bass, the baritone. Um, they were allowed to play two or three songs, and they put on a show for everybody. 
they came in and I didn't know Metallica much. I just didn't, you know, my dad didn't listen to Metallica. He, he, he didn't listen to metal, my father. He listened to classic rock, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, the Stones, the, the Beatles. That was more his thing. So I, I just never really heard much Metallica. I mean, I might have heard it here and there, but it just, you know, it was foreign to me. So they came in. This guy named Joe was the lead guitarist. They didn't sing. They just played the musical version of it. And they came in and they played one by Metallica. And I had never heard one by Metallica before. I was probably about 11 or 12 years old. I never heard one. So they started off that song, you know, dun, 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 and it was just, I was hooked instantly, instantly. For some reason, I was sitting in the back of the classroom because it was one of those type of rooms where it was leveled. So you had levels. It was like it'd go up, you know, two feet, four feet, six feet, eight feet, ten feet. So, but it wasn't high up, you know, it was, it had levels. So you just climb stairs up levels. I'm sitting all the way almost, to, you know, towards the back. They're putting on this song and they're playing it and they're playing it great. It's to a T. Okay. They're, I mean, he is just shredding on the guitar. It sounds immaculate. He's doing it on a Jackson Kelly and it just sounds great. It sounds just totally amazing. And I'm just sitting there listening and he is just shredding on it. And then, you know, the drums, I mean, it is just, I'm hooked. I, I never met this guy before. The class was over. And so I went up to him. His name was Joe. And I asked him, I said, dude, what's the name of that song? He said, oh, he's, I said, I fucking loved that. That was awesome. I never even heard anything like that before. He says, that was one by Metallica. I said, Metallica? He said, yeah, one is the name. So I go home. At the time, I had Napster. <laughs> Napster. That says it all. So I go home. Now, remember when Metallica sued Napster because they were stealing their music? Sorry, Metallica. I was one of them. But uh, so anyway, I go home and I download it on Napster and I start downloading all kinds of other songs by Metallica and Pantera and Slayer and Megadeth. And that's when my metal regime started. And uh, I just loved it. It had me hooked. And before you knew it, I was taking guitar seriously. I was getting outside training and I was taking outside classes. I was getting trained by a guy named Steve. I don't want to throw his name out there, but uh, he is a producer. He actually is a professional songwriter. And, uh, I mean, I just loved it. It was totally me. That was a special time in school. My favorite actor slash movie. Let's see, favorite actor. Man, that's that's hard. I don't know. It would probably have to be between, like, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold, Bruce Willis, and probably, like, Kevin Costner. Favorite movie? I probably got to go with Rocky. You know, I, I just, I love the Rocky movie. I mean, I've always loved the movie Rocky. It was always just a favorite of mine. Rocky, and I love the original Predator with Arnold. That was just, just awesome. I loved it. I, I couldn't get enough of it. All right, so we're at the 15-minute mark. My name is Anthony Rizzo. This is my take. My brand is Beat My Meat, and I appreciate you for listening. Here's our song.
right, this is Anthony Rizzo. How about that, Kid Rock? Gotta love it, man. I love Kid Rock. Absolutely talented. So that's Kid Rock. Um, you can email us at beats, B-E-A-T-Z, my meat at 2023 at gmail.com. And that way you can tell me what you think. We're doing research for what age groups listen to what bands, male or female, doesn't matter. So just reach out to us and let us know. Back to my uh, hobbies. We're going to have a parody at 30 minutes. I have a Batman parody that's hilarious that I was going to play. I want to start playing different things, not just prank phone calls. I'll do prank phone calls too, but today I'm going to do a Batman. It's a parody. You can find it on YouTube as well. It's really funny. It starts off with him and the Flash, and he's going to fire the Flash. He ends up getting shot, and then the Joker sits down, and it's just freaking hilarious. I almost rolled out of my chair laughing. It is so funny. I know you got to keep up with it and listening to it. It's a little slow at first, but it is fucking hilarious. I mean, you'll almost roll out of your chair. So the last question we had was my favorite movie and actor. I don't know. Honestly, that's a real hard one. I love the Rocky movies. There's something so patriotic and something just original about those Rocky movies. And Stallone just played it to a T. It was done so well. I would have to say the Rocky movies are probably my favorite. My favorite actor, I'd probably go Stallone. He was a guy who had very minimal acting skills. They offered him more money to not be in the role, by the way. I didn't know how many have known this. He was offered like, I can't remember, like $100,000 or 150000 I think, to be exact. And they offered him that not be the main character. And he said, no. He said, this is mine. I'm not going to do that. So he ended up taking far less money. And before, I don't know if you know the story up to that point, but he had sold his dog because he couldn't feed the dog. He took the money and he literally offered, I believe, the owner like ten dollars or $15,000 for the dog to buy his dog back. So he ended up playing the part and took like, he was offered like 150000 you know? He could have taken the money and nobody would ever knew who the fuck he was, you know? It's an incredible story. And he, he was so dedicated to that part. I mean, dropped so much weight. The guy, he got so cut. He got down to like 2 3%, you know, bodybuilder type fat. He actually trained, I believe it was in Rocky Three with Franco Colombo because he wanted to get so far down in body weight that he wanted to look basically like a, a real-life boxer, but he wanted to be just so cut, and he got down part perfectly for that part. I mean, he, he has been so dedicated to it. I mean, oh, in Rocky IV, he, almost, he was almost killed in Rocky IV by Avon Drago. If you remember, that's the movie about him going to Russia, and he fights the Russian, he Apollo Creed dies. Well, he, he almost was killed because Dolph London, who he had picked to hit him, you know, to box, he had hit him so hard that he was really hitting him. And he literally put him in the hospital for like almost a week. His heart swelled up and he almost died. No kidding. You can Google that. Some people already know that. There's a lot of people that don't know that. But uh, it's at 24 minutes now. We're going to go to 30. We're going to have that parody with Batman. It's hilarious. When I say it's hilarious, it's freaking funny. It's about five or six minutes long. So just keep up with it. It's hilarious. You'll roll over laughing. So And then at the 45-minute marker, we're going to have more tunes. We're going to have more music, and then Corey will round us out. I might make this episode a tiny bit longer because I've, some of the songs and some of the parodies are a little longer, so oh, that's how it goes. So number five, my favorite TV series. My favorite TV series, man, that's a tough one. You know, I really, really, really loved Breaking Bad. That was really good. Ozark was excellent. Game of Thrones was really good as well, but up to that last season, I mean, that that was that was a real player. Jon Snow was actually um, coming off with his own spinoff. HBO is supposed to come out here, I think it's 2024. 
honestly, I'm anticipating that. I would totally fucking watch it. If you watched Game of Thrones, you would know it is fucking violent. I love the naked girls, and it is hilarious. I mean, hilarious. I loved everybody on that show. I loved the mountain. I loved the hound. My, one of my favorite episodes is when the hound, they go into the bar, him and the, him and the girl, the uh, princess or whatever you want to call her, and uh, he tells him to bring him a chicken. He tells him, well, yeah, you have any money? And he's like, oh, he's like, you're a talker. Talker are you now? He goes, if you don't bring me a chicken, I'm going to eat every fucking chicken in this place. <laughs> oh, man, I almost fucking died. I mean, dude, it is so fucking funny, one of those episodes. I almost just fell out of my chair. I mean, it is fucking hilarious. Anyway, uh, favorite series? Man, that's tough. I got to say, it's between Breaking Bad and it, you could also throw The Sopranos out there. Yep, I mean, I know The Sopranos ended, what was it, 2007, 2008? But honestly, they're still a go-to series. And they were done so well, and it was so entertaining. I'm Italian, so, I mean, it's just, it's a favorite, you know? It was violent, it was funny, it was, it was everything you would want in a series. Ozark, though, was very good, too. If you, haven't, if, you haven't, if you haven't caught any of Ozark, check it out. That's a fucking, that was a player, although it did end a little funky. Uh, Dexter's another good show that was really good. My favorite dish. My favorite dish, I, I really like Greek food, I gotta say. I like gyros or gyros, however you want to pronounce it. I also really like Philly cheesesteaks, too. Um, I've had them down in Philly. They're really good. I've had them all over the place. I know New York is very good for Greek food. There's a place down in Houston, too, called Nico Nico's. They're excellent, too. I, I really like gyros. I really like Greek food. There's something called moussaka. It's Greek lasagna. It's delicious. A spinach pie, a lot of this stuff is just, I just really like Greek food. I really like Italian food and Chinese food, too. If I had to say a favorite dish, I really like gyros. I really do. I just do. I, I love pita bread. I like the souvlaki sauce. Usually got, you know, lamb, beef, or, you know, whatever whatever you're throwing on there. I like the lettuce, the tomato, the onions. They throw feta cheese on. And then, like I said, the Philly cheesesteak, too, I got to say, it's they're about even because, man, I like the onions, the peppers, the mushrooms, pile it on there, lots of steak. You know, it's not something you eat every day. Listen, it's something you eat maybe once a month. You know, I'm almost 40 years old now. I watch my cholesterol. You, you got to. You just have to, you know. I, I, I try, even though I'm in a lot of pain, my back. I mean, I woke up this morning. My back was killing me. I still try to stretch, and I still try to exercise, and it kills me. I go for a walk every day. And sometimes by the time, like halfway through the walk, I almost sometimes want to collapse because it's almost like I can't even walk anymore. My hip is bothering me and my back so much because you use your hip and your back so much when you're standing or walking around or lifting things, even just wiping your butt. You, you turn, you don't realize you rotate to wipe and it is just, it's painful, you know, and that's why I don't work anymore right now. As of right now, I'm I'm laid up because I just can't do it. the normal functions I can't do. And it, it really sucks. It's, you know, when I get out of bed in the morning, I'm in pain every day, every day. But you know what I look forward to? I look forward to doing this podcast. It really lifts up my spirits. So favorite dish, Greek gyro. We're almost at the 29-minute marker. Let's see if I get one more in. Favorite thing to cook. I honestly, that's pretty easy for me. I love grilling steak. Um, I literally have been told that I grill them to perfection. First of all, I'll open the package. Uh, I, I, me personally, I like either doing ribeye on New York strips. I will do sirloin, but I don't do sirloin as often because it is a leaner. I do, I do like to eat sirloin though, but I also like to do them big tomahawk steaks with the bone. Oh God. Uh, my kids and my family love those. I, uh, what I do is first I'll coat it in olive oil. 
the whole steak, no matter what steak it is, doesn't matter which. Then I go to the store. I like this chopped seasoning that I buy. It's got onion, garlic, salt, pepper, you know, everything in it. So I use that on both sides. I coat, real nice coat too. Not, you know, too crazy, but it's on there. So it's not coming off. Plus with the olive oil, it really sticks. I use that on there. I get both sides. I also cover, you know, a cover around it as well, the edges and all that. And uh, I fire up the grill. I'll get it really hot. Like, I mean, I have it up to like six, seven hundred degrees. I clean it off. So I get the grill up to six, seven hundred degrees. I throw the steaks on there. Usually I get steaks that are usually about usually an inch to two inches thick. They're they're more of a thicker steaks, usually at least two inches, I would say. Not usually an inch, but I would say at least two inches. And them tomahawks are more like three to four inches if you ever cook those. I throw it on there. I, we like our steaks rare. I prefer my steak rare, although I will cook it to, if I have company over. You know, we have a grandmother and family that, you know, they tend to like to come by. We will, I will cook if they want to cook for, I don't really care. Somebody's taste is somebody's taste. If that's how they like it, that's what they like. So we're at the 31 minute marker. I'm going to finish this real quick and then I'm going to play the uh, skit. It's kind of like a, a spinoff, you know, it, it's making fun of Batman. So um, anyway, I, uh, I get the grill up to about six to 700 degrees. I throw it on for about two minutes, minute and a half to two minutes. I don't move it. I close the lid really fast. Then I go back usually inside if I didn't grab it already. I'll gra- I like to go in and I like to grab garlic butter that I buy from the store. When I come back out and I flip it over now, say it's been a minute and a half to two minutes, it's really charring. Everything's up on high. It's leaving grill marks. It's really got that nice char on it. Then I flip it over, and then I slice up a couple little pieces of butter, pieces on the steak. And then say I have three steaks on there, so I'll do about two or three pieces, depending on how thick. Now, I'm not going too crazy. I'm not, like, loading it up, coating it with butter, but just a couple little pieces. I'm throwing the butter on there, each piece, each steak. That's it. I close the lid about another minute and a half to two minutes. Boom, done. I'll come back out shut the barbecue off. I'm happy with the finished product. And then boom, I'll shut the tank off, take it off, clean the grill really fast, take it inside. I'll let them sit for about five to 10 minutes just so the juices reabsorb because that's important when it comes to steak. You never want to take a steak right off the grill and cut right into it. Most men know that, but for anybody that doesn't, I seen in a podcast that most people who listen to podcasts are younger than 30 years old. Most people Believe it or not, there's even a lot of podcasters who are only 18 years old. You know, they're not going to know that. So I figured I might as well educate. And people love my steak. I mean, they absolutely love it. It's got that char. I I like my steak really rare. Like I said, it's about two inches thick with the garlic, the salt, the pepper, onion powder. It is delicious. It's absolutely delicious. Anyway, I'm Anthony Rizzo, and this is our Batman parody. Uh, I really hope you enjoy. I'll be back right after it. Thanks. So you're fast. Well, if the uh, fate of the world ever comes down to who can win a 500-yard dash, I have your number on speed dial. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that. Oh! Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Joker. Sorry. Look at us. I have you. And you've got none of your super friends here to save you because uh, you fired them all. <laughs> so uh, looks like it's time to say goodbye. Hold oh, oh, wait, don't. Maybe there's something you want. What? What do I want? What do I want? 
What do I want? Uh, let's see. How about we take off that mask and reveal your identity on TikTok? Or how about I drive your little tank car into a preschool? The possibilities are so fun! <laughs> You're sick, Joker. Yeah, I am sick. What else do you expect? from a man who was raised by a narcissistic mother who let her abusive boyfriend be her sweet little son. That's me. Only for that trauma to manifest due to a disorder where he laughs uncontrollably at inappropriate moments. <laughs> like that. Hold on. What? What do you mean, what? That's why you laugh? It's a medical condition? Yes. I thought you were just insane and maniacal. Yeah, no, it's <clears throat> it's just it's a disorder. The Zoloft helps. Zoloft helps? Yeah. But you know what was maniacal? Those thugs who stole my sign from my sign spinning job. You were a sign spinner? It was a soulless job. And that turned me into the homicidal maniac you see sitting before you. From spinning sides. Okay, here's <clears throat> here's what happened. Okay, so the thugs stole my sign. Yeah, okay. okay? They, they, you were spinning. And then I chased them uh -huh. to get my sign. You gotta get that sign. And then they beat me up with the sign. Okay, was it like a big, heavy metal sign? No, it was cardboard. They hit you with a card, like a cardboard sign. Yeah, but it was a really thick ply. Yeah. You know, like a moving box. You know what I mean? Not like an Amazon box, but really. You know what I mean? So you're spinning a thick ply sign and some riffraff took it and popped you with it? And now you have to kill kids and shit? Well, the trauma of the whole sign spinning incident twisted my guts, traumatized me. Then I started carrying this gun around, you know, to protect myself. And then it went off in the children's hospital and I lost my job as a clown. And then... <gasps> Hold! You worked as a clown. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, how else do you think I can do this makeup? Yeah, because you could never just freestyle that. This is a lot for me. It's like finding out Scarecrow was Scarecrow because he played Scarecrow in a production of The Wizard of Oz. Just fucking kill me. I'm sorry? Fucking kill me, shoot for the mouth hole. You want me to shoot you? Yeah. Why? Because the more I learn about you, the lamer you get. And I'm getting lame by association. It's way cooler than that! Is it? Yes! Let's go, flop shoes. Okay. I got one for you. Okay. You know it's really, really devious. Please, something, give me something. How about this? I dated my girlfriend for a whole six months, and then I found out she was imaginary. Isn't that cool? I just, I just want to be very well heard on this point. Eat fucking shit. Sorry? Eat fucking shit, you clown car valet. Nothing was better than this. Me just falling asleep, wondering why you might be the way you are is better than this bullshit Lifetime movie that I'm being forced to sit through. You're not taxi driver. 
You must love dogs. Okay, all right. How about this? Please. This is some really twisted stuff. I want to believe. Here it comes. Before I was the Joker, yeah. all I wanted to do was make people laugh. This is good, this is on brand. And so, I became a stand-up comedian. You heard open micer. So I did some open mics, and I did uh, some bringer shows, three drink minimums, that kind of yeah. thing. And then I got on late night, and the host mocked me on the air. On national television. <laughs> it sounds like you just bombed. Yeah, no, I didn't bomb. I just, they, they didn't get how funny I was. So I shot the host in the face. Most comics just, you know, retreat into improv. Okay, uh, well, when I didn't kill, I killed. We deserve better. Gotham deserves better. Puns, come on, kill me, you hack. Stop! I'm not a hack! I'm not a hack. What, 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 what? What is this? Are you doing the Elaine? It's my dance. It's a physical manifestation of me stepping into my... Stepping into my new life of evil. Oh, I, I didn't know you do interpretive dance. You, you, you are cool. Really? No! What the fuck is this, Bumpity Boo's vlog? You're lame. Hey, shut up! We live in a society! Oh, great. Your greatest contribution. A meme no one gets. You're gonna die worse than the Ermacad Goosebumps girl. Fuck this, I quit! I prefer Jared Leto. All right, that's funny, huh? Is that not funny? Come on. If, you, if you've seen the movie Joker, you would understand it, okay? Because throughout the movie, he, um, he does everything. He, they steal his sign. They hit him with it. Uh, he ends up having a fake girlfriend that he thinks that he's involved with. So it's really funny. And he says, I prefer Jared Leto. That's from Suicide Squad. So it's just, it's really funny. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. Anybody that follows Batman and follows the movies understand it. I rolled over almost out of my chair listening to it. But uh, I'm Anthony Rizzo. We're at the 41-minute marker. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to push the next song at. You got me till the minute 50. And then uh, I'm going to come on for a little while longer. And then we're going to um, end it with Corey. So the last question was, is my favorite thing to cook? The next thing was, places would love to visit, like vacation or I guess just, you know, bucket list. I've always wanted to visit Italy. I wanted to go to Rome. I wanted to see the Colosseum, Venice, France too. I've always been all about getting out to the world and seeing it. Ireland, Scotland. I'd love to go to Ireland and Scotland, see the old castles, drink in one of the pubs. I will do that. I might do it in a wheelchair, but I promise I will do it that's about it the next question was number nine was do i prefer driving or flying uh i honestly i prefer driving i mean it does depend on where i'm going but i do prefer driving i like to get out and i, I actually know almost every major highway in the united states so i mean honestly it's not a big deal for me you know i i've driven 8 10 12 hours i've driven from houston all the way up to north dakota i've driven out to california i've driven down to florida i've driven to new york um, I've driven to damn near Canada. So driving, I mean, I've flown a lot of too. I've probably flown probably, I don't know, maybe 60, 60 times in my life. 
I've been to just about everywhere. I've been to every major state and not just been to it. I've been in it. For instance, you know, I stayed a considerably amount of time. I would prefer driving and I can also take a gun with me. That's a big deal for me too. That's a deal breaker because I honestly, I don't like going anywhere without a gun. I just don't. I like having a gun. I like traveling with a gun. I like knowing that, uh, you know, in a moment's notice, I could protect my family or myself. I mean no one else any harm, but in the case of an emergency, I prefer having a gun. Uh, I also prefer having my own vehicle, too. I hate fucking rentals. I usually beat the fuck out of them, though. Anytime I've ever gotten a rental, especially if my company paid, oh, oh, oh boy, it is fucking NASCAR, and it's on. I would beat the fucking shit out of that rental. The brakes would probably need replacing by the time I get back. I mean, I just would beat the hell out of them. I would put the pedal to the metal. I'm fucking taking off. I've had Nissan Altimas. I've had Mustangs. Uh, I once had a Challenger. I beat the crap out of them, and I love it too. But anyway, uh, number 10, my dream job. So this was a questionnaire I did. I just said, you know what, fuck it. Instead of doing 10 facts about, you know, mysterious things, how about 10 facts about your host, Anthony Rizzo? So my dream job, I never... I never actually had really a dream job. Honestly, uh, I'm 38 years old. Honestly, I had a career for 20 years, roughly 20 years. It was like more like 18 or 19 years, almost 20 years. And uh, I did a few other oddball jobs. I cooked for a little while. And, but uh, basically, I never really had a dream job. Honestly, I really like podcasting. I really love it. I don't make a fucking dime from it, but I love doing it. You know what? If you love doing something, you would do it for free. I really would. It's like, you know, if you ask me to have sex, I would have sex. I mean, I have sex now for free, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. If, you do, if you're good at it, I get paid while doing it, but unfortunately, I don't get paid yet. Maybe someday, if this catches on, I'm going to, like I said, this is our first season. This is our 11th episode. I plan on making 10 more seasons if I can. We'll see how it goes. Even if I don't get many listeners, I'm still going to keep doing it because I love doing it. I, I really hope that people like what they hear. I've had some, you know, mixed reviews. Uh, right now I'm at, I think, three out of five stars. But, uh, you know, people are listening. I've had a bunch of listeners so far. It tells me how many people listen. I've only been doing this less than two weeks. I've had, you know, a good amount. I've had about 70 or 80 listeners, and that's not bad. But uh, anyway, my dream job, honestly, as of right now, I'm 38 years old. I like doing podcasts. That's my dream right now. Honestly, if I could do this, and I can make it at this, and let's say three years from now, I can make a career out of this, I'm all for it. Uh, I love it. Uh, I only wish that I could do more, and I could do more for the community. Honestly, if I could turn this into a, you know, a huge podcast and my brand takes off, honestly, there's so much I would like to do for my community, and I'd like to get involved. I'd love to have giveaways. I've always been a very charitable person. I used to get really big Christmas bonuses years ago. I used to sponsor families, like families that had house fires and families that just, they couldn't afford Christmas. So if they couldn't afford, you know, presents for their kids or the house got robbed, you know, there's always some circumstance that happens where, you know, a family doesn't have Christmas. I used to sponsor families every Christmas with my Christmas bonus. And uh, I used to do the same for Toys for Tots. One year I lo one year I went to Walmart and bought like $1,000 worth of toys. Absolutely filled the carts. I, I filled like two or three carts and then just dumped it all in the Toys for Tots. The Walmart people are sitting there looking at me like I was crazy. But, you know, I've, just, I've always been a very charitable person. I always felt like if you have enough to give, give. You know, I've always made a good amount of money too, so I was always in a position to do it, which 
is always great too you know if you're in a position to do it i mean that's perfect but i i was always about giving and you know even if i didn't have that much i would still give that's why i always say you know if you have extra money be charitable one year on christmas it was actually christmas eve we went shopping we were doing our food shopping and i had gotten a christmas bonus and i wasn't sure the week up to that how we were going to be charitable so what i did is me and my kids we loaded up like four carts no kidding worth of canned goods diapers wipes you know all that stuff everything for bottles to formula to just everything you can imagine and uh, i would put my kids on here just to show you that i did do it i ain't making this up we i spent probably about this was like five years ago, I want to say, five, six years ago. I've had other charitable ones, but this one really stuck out in me because I really involved the kids on this one. Uh, they were there present for the other ones too, like they met the families and stuff. But this was like, I don't know, this one really hit home on this one. Uh, so we loaded the carts, and I had the kids come with me. I ended up being like seven or $800 worth of food and just goods and you know diapers and this and that, shampoos, baby shampoos. And... So I loaded these carts, and on Christmas Day, you know, we had our normal breakfast, coffee, open presents, you know, all that stuff on Christmas Day. And then after, you know, Christmas was done, you know, as far as opening presents, uh, we took showers, etc. We got in the car. We cleaned up the mess before we got in the car, and we headed out. And we went to food banks. We went to churches. We went to a bunch of different places. I, I can't remember every one of them, but it was five years ago. And we dropped off cans and goods at every single one of them. And they were so great. They really were. They were so grateful. And we did it on Christmas. And that's what sticks out in your mind. And, you know, my kids still remember it. And they'll always remember that. I really like, you know, uh, that's why I say, you know, there's always families in need. You never know. You know, everybody's living great lives until they're not. You never know. Tomorrow you could be in a house fire. Your house could burn down. Yeah, you might be insured, but you know what? Your Thanksgiving wouldn't be that great, especially if you don't have that much family around. Not everybody has tons of family. People live. People have families in out of state. They have families that they don't talk to anymore. You know, all kinds of stuff. And sometimes families they can't even afford it. Your family might not be able to afford to give you money. Maybe your times. Maybe you're a single parent. There's there's a lot of different circumstances out there. This is the United States of America, and I try to take care of Americans. You know, I've never wanted recognition for any charity or anything like that. I always took my kids along because I wanted them to see. I wanted them to see how happy not only it made the people that we were giving to, but how happy, just fulfilling, it can make you and how you can feel. And that, to me, is that was the best part, seeing the look on their face. And they don't even have to say thank you. I mean, I appreciate the thank you, but it's honestly just priceless, you know. And sometimes people go through rough times. My mother-in-law, when she was younger, she had a house fire. So I understand they lost everything, everything. So, and then there's been so many other, so many other circumstances. Like for instance, when I think it was, was it Kentucky when they had the tornadoes and it ripped up all the houses? It was like, what, three years ago, four years, two, I want to say it was like two, two to three years ago. And uh, we donated to them too. We donated hundreds, hundreds of dollars worth of canned goods. And it was, I want to say it was like October, November. It happened a couple of years ago. We donated, and it's just, it's a good, it's a good feeling to give, and you know, if sometimes you have to help, you know, I understand it sucks, and you know, you just hope that if God forbid, you know, you were ever in that position, that somebody would help you out too. There's still good in the world, and there's still good people in it. 
I just wanted to I just wanted to stress that that I love being charitable and other people should too. Some of the things I uh, was looking up on podcasting and just kind of looking around. I, I do a lot of Google searching. Some of the most favorable podcasts are cooking and baking, reading, pets is number three. Number four is video games. Number five is the outdoor activities. Number six is traveling. Number seven is arts and crafts. Number eight is socializing. Number nine is board games. Number 10 is gardening and plants. Number 11 is photography. Number 12 is computers and tech. Number 13 is cars and vehicles. Number 14 is sports and fitness. And number 15 is making music. I was really surprised by this, that making music and music was last. I mean, I'm really surprised. I mean, cooking and baking, I'm not surprised. That doesn't shock me. Reading, reading kind of shocked me. I didn't know that many people read anymore. I really didn't. But apparently that's some of the most popular podcasts and hobbies in America. That's unbelievable. You know, also comedy too. But, you know, I just didn't think it was that popular. You know, I'm a, I'm a video gamer. I love video games. I absolutely love them. Call of Duty. I, I'm a really big fan of the horror games. Resident Evil, Silent Hills, the classic ones, and also the new ones. I love computer games too. I love Right now, I play a lot of Diablo 2 Resurrected, and I play Diablo 4 on my PS. I'm on the PlayStation Network. Love it. I, like I said, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto is always a must-have, even though they're coming out with the new one. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for the new one to come out. I know I'm a big old man child. Sorry about that, but I just love gaming. You know, Everybody's got their hobbies. Some people love fishing. I like to fish, too, but I just prefer gaming. I play with my kids. We have fun. Um, I just like doing it. You know, it keeps me home, keeps me out of trouble. Plus, right now, I'm just not that mobile. I can't get around so well. My wife asked me today if I wanted to go to a Thanksgiving parade. I told her, honestly, I can't get around that well today. I woke up in a lot of pain this morning, and it just I just wasn't having it. I just couldn't do it. It is what it is. I have to be a little bit more stationary. I have to be cautious how I, you know, get around. Like I said, I have a messed up vertebrae. It's fractured in my spinal cord. And then my hip has to be completely restructured. So there's some stuff going on. And the way they restructure that, by the way, my hip, I'm probably going to be looking at this surgery in January, February. This procedure right now is just to look in there, see what's going on. But also, it's to um, they have to try to do maintenance on it for insurance purposes. For instance, they don't just go straight to surgery. They have to give you a shot to see if it makes it any better, which it's not going to. I have a torn labrum. It doesn't heal. The reason why your labrum doesn't heal, you don't get enough blood flow to that area of your body. So it just doesn't heal. It just doesn't. So, you know, hopefully everything goes well on Monday morning. Like I said, I'll be there at 5 a.m. They are going to be knocking me out for it. Hopefully I'll be back home by, you know, maybe 9, 10 a.m. Hopefully everything goes smooth. I I already know the shot's not going to work. I already know it's not. I was already told more than likely you it won't help at all, but they just have to do it for insurance purposes. The fact that they want to go in there and look and make sure everything else is okay, I'm okay with that. I mean, I think it'll fucking hurt. They got to make an incision. You know, it's like laparoscopic. They go in there, they take a look around. You know, we'll see. All right, uh, I'm going to get ready for another song here. After that, we'll have Corey. That's going to be about it for our show. And uh, be uploading Monday night for Tuesday. I'm still going to do five episodes next week. I'll be uploading Monday night for Tuesday. And then I'm uploading this probably Monday morning around 1, 2 a.m. So, yeah, it's Sunday now. I got editing. I got a bunch of stuff to do. So we're at the 57-minute marker. I'm going to play a song, 
Then I'm going to talk for about five, ten more minutes, and then I'm going to get to Corey. I made this session a little, this episode a little longer due to, you know, it running a little longer and the parody. That Batman parody was great. I hope you enjoyed it. Here's our song. I'm Anthony Rizzo, and this is my take.
right. This is Anthony Rizzo. That's Born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I love that song. That's a good song. Classic, classic song. Anyway, uh, email us at Beats, B-E-A-T-Z, MyMeat2023 at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. We also put together a playlist. You can let us know. If you'd like a song played, just hit me up. Uh, also follow us on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We're on Spotify, Amazon Music, and iTunes Radio. So hit us up on any one of our social networks, and we will play something you like, too. Anyway, I want to talk about politics for a minute. We only got about a few minutes left of the show. Another episode, I talked about the national deficit that we have, the federal deficit. By 2025, they're saying that we are going to we're going to now be able to pay it. We're going to literally default on the loan, and we won't be able to pay, make interest payments. The interest payment as of 2023 is going to be $676 billion. That is just the interest rate alone. That's just the payment. That's not even paying off the $33 trillion we own them. My idea here is the way we fix this, we have to fix this. You have no idea how detrimental this is to our country. I mean, it's, it's crucial. It's hitting a point now where if we default on this loan, if we default on this loan, Interest rates for the United States are going to go through the roof. You think they're high now? You will not want to buy a car if you have a 25, 35, 45, 55% interest rate. And it could be higher. They can literally raise it up to almost anything they want. And it won't matter if you have a good credit score or not or what you're putting down. You know, unless you own a fleet of laundry mats or something huge or you own 10 McDonald's, it's not going to matter. But in that case, why wouldn't you just pay cash anyhow? If we default on this loan, not only is America in trouble as far as interest rates go, but also the world currency, the U.S. dollar, will lose its edge, and it could be dethroned. China's already conspiracizing with Russia to dethrone us as the U.S. currency, the U.S. dollar. So we're already in trouble on that aspect. If we lose that and we default on this loan, it makes America vulnerable. It makes us vulnerable to attacks. World War III, it makes us vulnerable. We couldn't afford a war. As it is, we, if we default on this loan and we're off the world currency, we wouldn't even be able to afford our military budget. We would be in so much trouble. The value of the dollar would plummet. When I say plummet, I mean it would hit the ground. Okay, This country would be in serious trouble. You would see the real estate market collapse completely collapse. People would not be buying houses. If, the, if they found out the interest rate was 20%, would you buy a house? No, you wouldn't be able to afford it. You're going to see foreclosures, all kinds of foreclosures all over the country. It's not going to matter what you make because when, the, when you lose the value of the dollar, it won't matter if you have $100,000 in the bank. It's not going to be worth much. That's the problem. A loaf of bread that goes for 3 or $4 might go for 20 or $30. Imagine that. So it doesn't matter if you make $200,000 or $300,000 or even $400,000 in a year. If you're paying $40 for a loaf of bread, guess what? It's not going to happen. And then on top of that, you're going to see the unemployment numbers go through the roof. You're going to see it be catastrophic. I mean, it could be the next Great Depression, literally, if this happens. So my take on it, Anthony Rizzo, my take on it to fix this problem was to suspend tax returns. Tax returns each year cost about 5 to $6 trillion. They end up divvying back to the American public for tax returns. If you 
if you suspend tax returns and use this money to pay down your debt, now I know it sucks. I know it sucks to not get that money back. It really does. I was a person who always got tax returns back too. I always counted as part of my income. You know, it would really fucking suck. For some families, it's detrimental. It would hurt some families. I mean, you'd still have a country. Now, my idea behind this was suspend tax returns for five or six years, pay off the national debt, you'll keep up with the interest rate, pay off the debt, and be done with it. And you can either, once you get, once you get it paid off, you can either continue to sacrifice your tax returns for some kind of special privilege. For instance, maybe if you surrender your tax return, say you're a you know, 40-year-old guy for the next you know, 15, 20 years, well, they should let you retire early. Maybe you retire at 50, 55, 60, you know, whatever the case might be. Or maybe they allow you to collect at 55 or 60, and then they allow you to keep working also. So you can kind of like double collect, start saving for your retirement. That, or you can wait till the retirement age, whatever it is, 68, whatever it is now, 70 almost. It'll be 70 probably by the time, by the time I get there, it'll probably be 80. <laughs> Meanwhile, life expectancy is 75. But uh, basically... If you decided to keep working all the way through and you gave up your tax returns, maybe you get back double of what you would normally get. Let's say you're going to get back $3,000. Okay, let's say you turn 68 years old. Your your return each, you're going to get $3,000 a month from Social Security. Maybe now, because you gave up your tax returns, you get $6,000 a month. That's a lot of money. You know, that's a big difference in living over some tax returns. That, that is almost as equal as putting a golden nugget away or investing because you're investing in your retirement future. And not for nothing, if something happens to you or you die, it goes to your spouse. So that makes sure she's comfortable. Or maybe it goes to your children. I'm, I'm completely for that. Anyway, we have got, you have no idea how important it is, we have got to get down this deficit. It is detrimental to our country, and it could destroy our country. I mean that. It literally can destroy our country because, I mean, it's detrimental. What, what would happen if the U.S. dollar comes off, comes off the world currency and then, you know, we default on loans? It would, I mean, it could be the fall of America. You know, people start getting desperate. They start rioting. They start stealing. Chaos breaks out. You know, what about a food shortage? Add that to it, too. If there's a food shortage, people start fighting. Start, people aren't going to want to go to work when shit like that's going on. So this is a big deal, and it leaves us vulnerable. It leaves us vulnerable for if there's a third war or something breaks out, we're not going to be able to be, you know, the bully or the big kid pushing people around or making threats. We would be in serious trouble. You know, all it would take was, you know, somebody striking us a few times, and that would be it because we wouldn't have the capabilities. Nobody's going to want to serve if they can't eat. Nobody's going to want to serve if the country's falling apart and they can't work, and they can't eat, and they, they're starving, it's just not going to work. And people start ri- taking to the streets and rioting and stealing and breaking into other people's houses. It'd be insane. So anyway, that's just my take on things. I had to get a little political. That is how we fix this country. Right now, this deficit is a serious problem, and I don't see enough people taking it seriously. I'm Anthony Rizzo, and I want you to know that you could email us, follow us, or like any of our social media pages. Please email to our Gmail and let us know what songs you liked, what you didn't like. Please also email us your age and or email back. 
and we will get back to you. That way we can keep our records, keep our research going. Anyway, I'm Anthony Rizzo, and I'm out. Thank you. Children brought a is burning And the girls are getting sick Snorting coke up in the bathrooms While boyfriends pick up chicks Darling, I'm lost I heard you whispering that night In Fountain Square Trash-filled streets Made me wish you were heading home There was love inside the basement Where that woman used to lie In a sleeping bag we shared upon The floor most every night And darling I'm drunk And everything that we love Is turned to stone Pack your bags and just come back home. And I'm wasted. You can't taste it. Don't look at me that way. Cause I'll be hanging. From the rope, I will haunt you like a ghost. Five pints of whiskey, cigarettes, outer space. Somebody moves, and everything that we have turns to stone. So pack your bags, come back home. And I wrote this on an airplane where the people looked like ants and the woman that you loved was gone she's bombing east japan don't fucking move because everything that we have will turn to shit we've got a lot don't you dare forget Cause I'm wasted You can taste it Don't look at me that way Cause I'll be hanging From a rope I will haunt you like a ghost Thank you.